0: Hello, this is Josh Chrisman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Genesis chapter 22. We're going to read Genesis 22, 7 and 8. And then we're going to read John one twenty nine through thirty-six Amen. Thank you, praise team for the beautiful worship setting the stage. Brother Trent, for the opening this morning was was perfect. Amen. Genesis 22 7 and 8. If you have it, say amen. Are you ready for the word of the Lord today? And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold, let me say, Behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burn offering God will provide himself a lamb for the burn offering John chapter 1 verse 29 baptist talking he was baptizing in the verses prior and it says the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith behold the lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, But he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Again the next day, after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold, the Lamb of God. I wanna preach to you this morning on this subject. Where is the lamb? Where is the lamb? Why don't we lay our Bibles down this morning and lift your hands to the Lord? Just ask him to speak to you right where you're at. God, we need you today, Lord. We're thankful, Lord, for your spirit that we felt moving in this place already. God, we're thankful, Lord, for the authority of your word. God, I pray that you would loose your word this morning, God, to have free course and preeminence today over every spirit, over every human spirit, and over every other spirit that might try to stand in resistance to your word. God, I pray today, Lord, that you would loose the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of who you are, anoint our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to be understanding of your word. And God, we'll give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Clap your hands one more time. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Say amen. Do it again. Say amen. We're ready. Abraham, after getting the command from God to take his son, his only son, Isaac, to Mount Moriah and to sacrifice him there, he loads up everything that he'll need And he gets his son, and he goes, the Bible says, to yonder mountain to fulfill what God had commanded that he do. Abraham not totally understanding the completeness of God's will. The Bible says he went by faith. Amen. We go by faith according to the word of God and what God commands us to do, not really truly understanding what he's trying to show us. Amen. Abraham goes, and as they arrive at the would-be site, he commanded the young men that that they should stay at the, the, the donkeys, the young men that traveled with him. And Abraham loaded up the wood upon Isaac, and he grabbed the fire and a knife. And Isaac spoke up in that moment because he saw that there's something missing. Amen. He said, Father, Abraham said, here I am, son. And he said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb? Amen. Somebody say, where's the lamb? we need the wood and we need the fire but the wood and the fire are of no purpose without the lamb amen where's the lamb see isaac understood and and abraham understood amen that it was all about the lamb amen it it has always been about the lamb, and it will always be about the lamb. Amen. Isaac understood from from altars they had built in times past that it was built for the lamb. Amen. The lamb would be a a burnt offering unto the Lord. God asked for a lamb, and so they would give him a lamb. Amen. And so it was confusing in the mind of Isaac while we're headed to Mount Moriah to do a sacrifice And we got the wood, and we got the fire, and we got the knife, but but where is the lamb? Amen. And in that moment, Abraham gave Isaac a little bit more revelation than he had at the beginning of this. He said, son, God will provide himself a lamb. Because Abraham understood, if I go by faith and I do what God is asking me to do, he is going to provide a way. Come on. He's going to make a way where there seemeth to be no way. Amen. I don't have to have a lamb in my grasp for God to provide a lamb. Amen. I'm going in faith. Amen. Sometimes just stepping out in faith is all that we need to do and put our trust in the word of God. And when we do that, we understand that God's going to do the rest. Abraham uh, told Isaac God will provide himself a lamb. Little did Isaac know that he was going to have to be strapped to that altar that Abraham was about to build little did Isaac know that he was the cause and he was the purpose of going to that mountain that day because God had commanded Abraham I want you to take your son your only son up to yonder mountain and I want you to sacrifice him to me amen Not, uh, not one time in Abraham's life had he ever sacrificed a human nor do we believe in human sacrifice but God was trying to teach Abraham and Isaac a revelation about himself because when we operate in faith and we step out in the word of God God will reveal more about him and his plan to us come on but how many know in order for us to get anything from God we got to be willing to lay what's most important to us on the altar we got to be willing to take the things that we care about and place them in the hands of God somebody say amen the Bible says that God tempted Abraham or tested Abraham. Tested is a better word because my Bible tells me that God tempts no man. Amen. Neither tempts he any man with evil, but he will test us to, to see what's most important to us. Somebody say amen. Amen. He takes Isaac and he builds the altar. He straps Isaac to the altar. Isaac's in disbelief. Now all of a sudden I have become the lamb. Somebody say amen. He's laying on that altar, no doubt, praying. (laughs) Amen. Lord, get a hold of my daddy. Amen. Lord, provide for me. Come on. Amen. Lord, I need your help today. Amen, I find myself strapped to an altar that I can't get off of. Come on, I find myself strapped to a situation that I can't get out of. Come on, I find myself in a place that I never thought I would be with no hope of getting out. Amen, how many knows when you're in no hope of getting out, that's when you call upon God? When you don't have the ability yourself, when when you don't have a way yourself, when you don't have the money or you don't have the means or you don't have the strength or you don't have the ability to bring your own deliverance or your own will to pass, that's when you begin to call upon the Lord. Amen. How many know Isaac was in a situation he didn't think he was going to end up in? I thought I was just going to worship God. Amen. But Abraham pulls back the knife getting ready to slay Isaac. And an angel appears. And he says, stay thy hand. That means stop. Somebody say stop. Stop. Never in his life had had he been so happy to hear the voice of God. Amen. Never in his life was he so happy to to, to, to hear uh, the angel uh, speaking to him. He said, stop your hand. And he looked up and he looked over and there was a, a ram caught in the thicket. Amen. The, the God had provided a, a replacement for Isaac upon that altar. Amen. He no longer, be, he says, because you have obeyed me and now I know that I can trust. Now I know that you'll serve me. Now I know that you'll give me Everything that, that that I actually I'm gonna provide for you something that you could not provide for yourself. So he cuts Isaac free. Somebody say, Thank God for that. He's no longer strapped to the altar. He cuts him free. They go together. We're gonna to get this, we're gonna get this ram. Somebody say, We're gonna get this ram. Amen, God provided the ram. They took the ram that God had provided. They put it on the altar. They killed it before the Lord. The fire falls from heaven, and Isaac is standing there worshiping with his daddy. He's cut free from the altar. I want to tell somebody today what that ram did for Isaac on the altar. It's the same thing that Jesus did for us. Amen. When he was nailed to that old rugged cross. Amen, Isaac was set free. Isaac was set free from the punishment of having to pay the price for himself. Isaac was set free from the sin of his past and the sin that held him bound. He no longer had to die for it, but God had, had, had given them a replacement for his sin. And now Isaac's gone free. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord and thank God that you've gone free. Amen. Isaac understood in that moment a revelation amen, that would come in the future, amen, that Jesus Christ would be the Lamb of God that would take take away the sin of the whole world when you and I were strapped to that altar, amen, getting ready to get judgment for our past, judgment for our failures, judgment for our sin. God provided himself a Lamb to cut us free. Thank God for the faith of Abraham that he was willing to lay Isaac on that altar. Thank God for somebody that's willing to lay what they care about on the altar thank god for a man of god that would lay his son on the altar so that god would loose the ram somebody say amen Amen, thank God for the, the, the ram. Thank God for the provision of the Lord, for the mercy of God. When judgment was our recipe, come on, when judgment was gonna to happen to every one of us, God caught the ram. When, when judgment had us bound to the altar, God caught the ram. I'll come to tell somebody today the judgment of the Lord would be stayed by the blood of the lamb that taketh away the sins of the whole world. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord today. He's worthy. But what does that have to do with me? Amen. What does all of that have to do with me? you got to understand that the only way that the lamb was loosed is there had to be something on the altar. Amen. There had to be a life on the altar. Somebody say, a life for a life. Amen. A life for a life. The Bible says that he is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the whole world. But that doesn't mean that the whole world's going to be saved. Amen. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's not his will, his desire for anybody to be lost, but he paid the price for the sin. And so so, so the outcome of that should be everybody being saved. Somebody say Amen. But how many know that's not the case? Amen. Not everybody's going to be saved. Somebody say, Amen. Not everybody wants to be saved. Not everybody understands what it takes to be saved. Somebody say, Amen. The the, the revelation that Isaac was getting in this moment was that he was being laid on the altar to receive a replacement, amen. The only way that you're going to get a replacement for your sin is you got to be willing to lay yourself on the altar. Amen. not happen without repentance. The, the, uh, salvation never will happen without repentance. It'll never happen without you laying your life down. It'll never happen without you going to that altar and laying yourself on that altar and saying, God, I can't do this by myself. I turn away from my will. I turn away from my way. I turn away from my path, my thoughts, what I want, and I turn towards you. Your will's got to die on the altar. And the moment that your will dies on the altar, all of a sudden, There's a ram caught in the thicket to to take the judgment that should have been yours away. (laughs) Somebody say amen. A (laughs) life for a life. Somebody say a life for a life. Jesus gave his life a ransom for many, amen. But not everybody's willing to step into that altar and lay down what they want to do and where they want to go and what they want to have. Come on, you can't come to God and step into salvation and then continue to live in your life any old way you want to live it. Come on, Jesus got you true life. He got you eternal life. If you want it, you got to lay down your life so that he can give you his. Somebody say amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's working. (laughs) Amen. He did the work for us, but we gotta be willing to receive that work. Somebody say amen. You gotta be willing to. You gotta be willing to give your life for that life. Mm. Should be easy to do. Amen. We come to God and with our old beaten down life, you compare it to a car, being an old Chevy Chevette with the doors rusting out of it and the bottom floor rusting out of it, come on. We try to dress it up, put mag wheels on it, new seat covers, a booming radio, because we think a radio is everything. If you don't believe that, go stand on that corner for a few minutes and you'll find out. You'll see a $1,000 car coming down the road and a with a $5,000 radio. It's true, isn't it? That's what, that's what we're like. When we come to God, we can trade all that in for his life. Amen, we can, we, can, we can trade that old Chevy Chevette, that old beat up Chevy Chevette that's been through it and worn down and ready to give up. We can trade it in for eternal life, for Jesus' life, the life that he laid down on that cross. He was the replacement. He wasn't just a fake replacement or just to cover it. He can wash all the sin away and give you a new, brand new, complete life. I'm talking about a Corvette with all the trimmings. Somebody say Amen. But here's what we do, we get the new car. And we want to take all that stuff off of it, the old one, and put it in our new one. But that's not the way it works, amen. How many knows that that, that if you you put a new garment, come on, on, on something that's old, Before long, that new garment's going to be ruined. Amen. Because that which is... The uh, rotten underneath is going to eventually shine through. Amen. It's gonna waste it away. You can't put a new garment on, on an old garment. You can't, you you can't put new wine into an old bottle. Amen. You gotta get new with the new. You gotta be willing to accept the new and ride out the new and walk in the new, live in the new, learn the new, give a revelation of the new. Everything has become new. Somebody say amen. We want to take those old seat covers and put it in our new ride. And we want to take those old mag wheels and put it on our new ride. And we, we want to add all this stuff from our old life onto the life that God's trying to give us. But God don't need your accessories. Come on. God don't need your old life to make you fulfilled. He is fulfillment. He is peace. He is everything that you need. May say Amen. The thing he provides is perfect. I say it was a perfect land. It's a perfect life. Amen. God came to take away the judgment. Thank God for His mercy. How many times did you deserve judgment and God gave you mercy? Man, all day yesterday, I couldn't I couldn't, but think about all the times in my life that I should have had judgment, come on, where, where, where God had every right to rain judgment down upon me for my wrongdoings and my wrong decisions, but I stepped out of it with mercy. He covered me, amen. How many times in your life did you deserve the punishment? Come on, how many times in your life did you deserve the worst, but God stepped in and withheld the worst and gave you the best? Come on, I'm talking about about the mercy of God. I'm talking about the love of God. The love of God is far greater than any wrong that you could ever have done. His mercy today is saturating this building. Come on, He's got a plan for your life. He's got a future for your family. It's not over just because you think it's over. If you believe that, clap your hands to the Lord today. Amen, the children of Israel were in Egypt. They were in they were, they were bondage in Egypt. 400 years they were in bondage. Amen, they were, they, they were under the bondage of the Pharaoh and the, and the, and the Egyptians, and they worked them and, and labored them to build all of their buildings and everything that they had. They, they treated them like animals, amen, and they, they gave them a place to stay, and they gave them a, a little bit of food, just enough to get by on. The Bible says that that there was a cry that went up because of the the hardness of the labor, the hardness of the life, the struggle to survive. There was a cry that went up out of Egypt from God's people. And he goes to Moses and he said, Moses, I, I want you to go to Egypt. I want you to tell Pharaoh to let my people. Moses said, they're not going to listen to me. Who's, who am I going to tell them sent me? God appeared to me on the plane and told me to. They're going to say, you're nuts. Get out of here. Who am I going to, who am I going to tell them sent me? He said, you just tell them. The I am that I am sent you. Amen to free my people, let my people go. But Bible says that God hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Amen. Uh, Pharaoh said, I, who is this God? I will not let your people go. He showed him signs before Pharaoh, but Pharaoh was caught up with his magicians who were able to do, make it look like they were able to do the same thing that Moses was doing. He hardened his heart toward the will of God, refused to let God's people go. Amen. The Bible says that God rained judgment down upon Egypt say judgment. Amen. Darkness and blood in the water and pests, flies, and lice, and frogs. You know it, don't you? Amen. All these different plagues that he rained down upon Egypt to soften the heart of Pharaoh to loose his people. But the Bible says he hardened his heart even harder. Amen. God told Moses, "I'm going to send the death angel. Is going to come through Egypt. He's going to smite all the firstborn of of every household in Egypt." Amen. Notice. To not the, to this morning that he, he said it's going to smite every house, it's going to touch every house come on, it's going to go through Egypt and it's going to touch every house, there's not one house that it's not going to touch amen, but here's the recipe for escape, you're going to take a lamb, come on, a spotless lamb a male lamb, a spotless lamb that, that's about a year old and, and you're going to bring him and you're going, to, you're, going to, you're going to kill that lamb and you're going to spread, spread the blood upon the doorposts of your house not, not only are you going to put the blood on the doorposts or the entering in of your house, but you and your family are going to consume that whole lamb. You're going to eat the lamb. You're going to partake of that lamb. Come on. That lamb is going to be partaken of in your house. Come on. And he said, when that angel comes through and he passes by every house. Somebody say Every house. He said, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. When I see the blood, judgment won't come to your house. When I see the blood, you won't get what everybody else is getting. When I see the blood, you won't get the punishment that you should have gotten. In fact, that lamb is going to be your scapegoat to get out of what you should have gotten. Come on, there's only one way for just a moment. I'm almost done. As Jesus told his disciples, I want you to go prepare a place where we can have Passover together. Little did they know that Jesus was about to change things. So they prepared an upper chamber and they prepared all the fixings of the, the Passover. The Bible says as they sat, Jesus began to let them know about what was about to happen. He took the bread and he broke it. And he began to hand them. I wish I had some bread. I should have brought some bread. A good preacher would have had bread. Just pretend it's bread, okay? Don't eat it now. This is... I know you're hungry. He began to break the bread. And began to give each of them a piece. Cause it's not just for me for everybody somebody say amen and after they all had a piece of bread he said take eat this is my body which is broken for you And after that, he took the cup and he put wine in it. He began to pass it around to each person sitting at the table. This is my blood. This is the New Testament. This is the new will. Somebody say the new will. This is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for many take it and drink it. Somebody say drink it. Each one of them took their turn, their opportunity of taking part of the body and the blood of Jesus. Somebody say amen. You see, the body of Jesus was was smitten for us and the blood of Jesus was poured out for for all of mankind. But it's only those that take it and eat it. Come on. And those that take it and drink it and let it become a part of who they are. They're the only ones that will be saved. Come on, the only ones that will actually receive what God has for them are those that will make it a personal part of their life, and they will take the body, and they will eat it, and they'll take the blood, and they will drink it. Jesus said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part with me. What is he saying? You gotta get a hold of who I am, and you gotta ingest it, and it's gotta become part of you. It has to become your life, your sustenance for life. What you de- depend on to live. Come on, it's not just about a ritual where I drink some wine and eat some bread. It's about it becoming the vital part of my life, the most important part of my life. I consume it on a daily basis. I live it. I repent before it. I want God's will to be done in my life with everything within me. Come on, and I'm willing to sacrifice whatever it takes to get it. That's the will of God. The Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the whole world. I ask you this morning, where's the Lamb? Where's the Lamb? Is the Lamb is the lamb the the most important part of your life is the lamb see the center of all that you do is the lamb the focus Come on, where's the lamb? Have you forgotten about the lamb? Oh, we have the fire and we have the wood. We have the makings of an altar and we have the fire, but we don't have the sacrifice. Where's the lamb? Come on, there's nothing that happens without the lamb. There's no salvation without the lamb. Come on, there's churches all around this community, all around the world. They're having church this morning. They got the wood and they got the fire and they got the knife, but they've forgotten about the lamb. I come to preach to this church this morning everything is because of the lamb and you can't have anything without the lamb it's all about the lamb why don't you stand to your feet this morning and lift your hands to the Lord and say God I need the lamb I need that lamb I need the lamb afresh in my life I need the lamb come on I acknowledge the Lamb of God this morning. I acknowledge Jesus as the only way. There are people Generation. There are people that think that they can make it to heaven just by individual merit. Some people think that their money will buy their loved one, them, and their loved ones in. Some that their intellectual ascent will somehow elevate them to a status that will make them like. But we need a revelation in our generation. We need a revelation in this generation that there's only one way to heaven and it goes through the lamb. There was one price that was paid for the sin of all mankind. It was the lamb. There was only one life that was pure enough, clean enough. Good enough. There was only one person's blood, God's blood, that could wash away the sin of every generation that ever lived. We have to go through the lamb. Clear back in the book of Genesis. Cain brought an offering unto God but it was, a, it was an offering from the fruit of the ground it was something that he had cultivated and he brought it to God and God refused his offering but Abel brought of the firstling of his flock a lamb without blemish and he sacrificed it unto the Lord and the Lord's, the Bible says the Lord had respect the Abel's offering because God was giving them some insight into the future it's going, it's about the lamb it's not about what you can do come on, it's not about what you can become it's about the lamb it's about the life of the lamb the will of the lamb the revelation of the Lamb, everything about the Lamb has to bring perfectness to your life. It's all about the Lamb. Somebody say it's all about the Lamb. I ask you this morning where's the Lamb? Where's the Lamb? Is the Lamb present in your life? Have you forgotten the lamb? Have you walked away from the lamb? It's time today to go back to that altar. I'm I'm prophesying to somebody this morning, it's time to go back to that altar. Come on, lay it down. Lay it down again so you can pick it up again. Come on, lay it down. Lay down what it has become. Lay down all the pain and the suffering, all the hurt, all the brokenness. Lay it down. All the mistakes, all the weakness, all the infirmity, lay it down on the altar and God will wash you clean. His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. Everlasting. A broken heart God will never despise. When we come to him broken, we have the ability to leave healed. Come on, the altar's open this morning. Does anybody want to bring their brokenness to the Lord? Does anybody want to bring their mistakes to God this morning? Does anybody want to bring their failure to the Lord and understand that the Lamb of God is present here today to take away your sin, to wash your sin away, to make you new, to make you clean? Come on. I, th- I believe every person under the sound of my voice should take advantage of the opportunity to get the Lamb back in your life again. Come on. To put Him back as the priority, as the focus, God. I've got no away from it, Lord. I need the lamb. I need the blood of the lamb to cover me. Come on, I need the lamb to help me. I need a revelation of who he is. I need greater understanding and wisdom of who he is. Come on, does anybody want to call out on the lamb today? you can commit that's greater than his love. Come on, you need to just confess it to him. Lord, I need you, Lord. God, I lay it down, I confess my sin. Go ahead, let him know, I'm sorry for it, Lord. I'm sorry for the way that I've lived, the things that I've done. Lord, cover me with your blood. I plead the blood over every soul under the sound of my voice. I plead the blood of Jesus over every life, over every family. I plead the blood of Jesus over every marriage. Saint of the living God. about i lay it on the altar today god lord when i get up from here i want the substitute give me the substitute lord oh give me the best that you have